Why did Yitzchak not pick up on Esau's wickedness? Welcome to Parsha Shavua with Rabbi Gorari. This Parsha, Parsha's told us, of course, is the Parsha dealing with Yitzchak. Main, this is the main Parsha that deals with Yitzchak and his family and so on. I want to just pick up on a few little things. So let's start with the beginning of the Parsha, where Yitzchak uh, is born, or, or Yitzchak has children, but the way the Torah introduces it is, the Eila told us Yitzchak ben Avram. These are the children, these are the generations of Yitzchak, the son of Avram. And then, of course, the Torah repeats it by saying, Avram, holy this Yitzchak, Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. Now, of course, um, all the commentaries, all Chazal pick up on this double expression. These are Yitzchak, the son of Avram, Avram gave birth to Yitzchak, which is obvious. Why repeat it? So we have the famous Rashi that writes, the reason that it had to repeat and say that Avram, with emphasis, Avram gave birth to Yitzchak, is because the scoffers of the generation would say that really it wasn't Avram Avinu's son. Avimelech violated Sarah, which he didn't, but they would say that he did because he did abduct her. Um, and really it was, from, it was from Avimelech, because so long that Sarah lived with Avram Avinu and didn't give birth to a son, suddenly he has a son, it must be Avimelech's son. So what did Hashem do? Hashem made Yitzchak look like Avraham. He looked like Avram to prove that Avram indeed gave birth to Yitzchak. That's what the Torah says. These are the children of Yitzchak, the son of Avram. And with emphasis, Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. He even looked like him. So the famous question on this, on this Rashi is, what's it such a big deal that a son looks like a father? I mean, 50% of sons look like their fathers. Or a combination of the father and mother or like their mother. But it's, it's quite natural for a son to look like a father. So it seems like almost like miraculous events. What did Hashem do to prove that he was indeed Avram's son? He made him look like Avram, which is really strange. The Baba Chirebbe has a very beautiful idea on this, and he says the following. He says that, we know that the physical features of, of the person often represent, often express the character of the person. You know, you can tell. You look at a person, often you pick up what type of character they are, on some level at least. In Yitzchak's case, he actually shouldn't have looked like Avram. Because we know that Avram represented the idea of chesed, which is kindness and love. Yitzchak represented the concept of gevura, which is actually more strictness, more discipline, self-control. A different character trait altogether. As we know that the three primary midot, um, three primary attributes of, of of, of, of the soul and of God's attributes and so on is chesed, gvura and tiferes. So Avram Avinu was chesed and Yitzchak was gvura. Very different personalities which you would imagine would have manifested itself in the way they look. Avram Avinu and Yitzchak actually were not destined to look the same because they're different, very, very different. Radically different in a way. Personalities. Not one good, one bad, just different. So here's the chidush, here's the, the, the novel idea that Hashem specially made Yitzchak look like Avram even though he wasn't really supposed to, and even though he had a different personality, just to prove and just to emphasize this idea that Avram, in fact, gave birth to Yitzchak. But on that connection, on that chesed and gvura concept, there's a beautiful idea that I saw in the name of, of, of the Baal Shem Tov. The Baal Shem Tov says that really the way the Pasuk reads is the following. We say this is the generation of Yitzchak, the son of Avram, which right away raises a question. How did Yitzchak become the son of Avram? How does Gevura come from Chesed? Yes, we say they're different personalities, but how come? 
How does it work that from a person that's completely chesed, there should be a son that is completely gvura? And the answer that the Torah gives is, Avram Avram with his chesed actually gave birth to the Yitzchak with his gvura. In other words, the gvura we are talking about here in the Pasuk with Yitzchak, it comes from chesed. Chesed actually gives rise to gvura in many different ways, but the way the Bashotov explains it is the following. We know that the Gemara says, why do some people have and some people don't have? How come, there was, this was a, a question posed to one of the sages of the Talmud by one of the heretics of, of the time. And he said, if Hashem is all-powerful, how come He doesn't just give everyone what they need? And the answer that was given to him is because Hashem wanted a world of chesed, Hashem wanted a world where there would be mashpia and makabel, giving and receiving, not only financially, but all things. Therefore, we don't all have everything. We have some things and some things we don't have so that we should get them from other people. Which means that in order for there to be chesed, Hashem had to limit the flow of blessing for some people in some things. Hashem held back giving everyone everything. Hashem didn't give certain strength to certain people in order that there should be a chesed, they should be able to get it from someone else so that people should give and take, give and receive. And therefore the Torah is saying that we talk about Avram Avinu and Yitzchak being Gevurah, actually not that incompatible. Avram, holy Yitzchak, Avram actually gave birth to Yitzchak. The chesed gives rise for a certain element of gvura. There needs to be a gvura for there to be chesed. In other words, the goal is always chesed, the goal is always kindness, love, connection. But in order to have that, there needs to be an element of gvura, which is true with all chesed and gvura. In order to be real love, there has to be boundaries. In order to be love to your children, for example, you have to hold back certain things. So the, the, the goal is always chesed, but you need gvura, but the gvura is in the context of achieving the chesed. One other small idea, we know that in this parsha, um, Yitzchak and Rivka, sorry, uh, Yitzchak and Rivka daven for a child. Just a little cute idea that I saw. So it says that Yitzchak daven, with Rivka, Yitzchak daven to Hashem, opposite to his wife, in other words, with his wife being there, um, that they were both in the same room. And there's a lot of commentary about why they had to daven in the same room, opposite each other, and so on and so forth. So one, one idea I saw from the Hassam Soifer is that when you daven for someone, you need, to, you need to mention their name and the name of their either father or mother, right? When Yitzchak davened for Rivka, he actually did not want to mention Rivka's parents. Rivka came from a very wicked background. They were evil people. They were a show. But we also know that Chazal tell us that if you daven for someone, that he's right there, standing there. If you're talking for someone who's unwell, for example, that's right there, you don't need to mention their name because you're right in front of them. That's why Yitzchak Davin, he Davin, in the presence of his wife, because she was infertile, but he Davin in her presence, so he shouldn't actually have to mention um, her parents' name. An interesting, interesting idea. I wanted to just finally share with you an interesting, a fascinating idea from the Shem Yishvul, the Sochat Shavir Rebbe. We know the whole story in Parsha Tov, which takes up a lot of time, a lot of space in the Parsha, that Yitzchak um, loved Esau. Esau hid from Yitzchak his wickedness, his evilness. He, he, he pretended to be a big tzaddik. Rivka picked up on it and loved Yaakov over Esau. And then what that resulted in is that Yitzchak desired to give 
Esau, the blessing, the ultimate blessing, which would shape the destiny of his children, and shape the destiny of the Jewish people, and so on. He wanted to give it to um, Esau. This was a very special bracha stored up spiritually that Yitzchak had that he was going to bestow upon uh, his chosen child. And the whole story results in Rivka picking up on it and sending Yaakov to, so to speak, steal, steal the blessings. Because in fact, we know that these blessings were destined to land up with Yaakov. That was the uh, chain of the Jewish nation. And that was the person who was supposed to have the blessings and then pass on the extension of those blessings to the rest of the world. But it had to be in the hands of Yaakov. And the obvious question is, as spoken about in many commentaries, that if Yitzchak was destined to give the blessings to Yaakov, and if Yaakov was the one destined to have the blessings, why was it so important? Why did Hashem hide, so to speak, Esau's true identity from Yitzchak? Yitzchak was a big tzaddik, Yitzchak was a very wise person. It seems strange that he wasn't able to pick up on the fact that in fact Esau was a Russia, Esau was an evil person. Why is that? And he says that we know that in the realms of Kedusha, in the realms of holiness, there's simcha, there's joy. Holiness and joy are synonymous. Holiness and joy must come together. We know that, for example, when a Novi, when a prophet would prophesy, it had to be with simcha. The spirit of Hashem would not rest upon someone who was sad. For Yitzchak to give the bracha, to Yitzchak to pass on this unbelievable, powerful, and amazing, special, unique bracha, he had to have a true spirit of simcha. Had Yitzchak found out that Esav was wicked, that would have infused him, that would have given him a certain level of sadness. The fact that Esau is serving Avodah Zarah, that he's killing people, that would have caused anguish, caused sadness to Yitzchak. The sadness would have then prevented him from passing on that powerful bracha. Therefore, in fact, it had to come about in such a way where the identity of Esau was hidden from him, so much so that he planned to give it to Esau. And that Yaakov should have to dress up like Esau, confuse Yitzchak a little, but Yitzchak still ultimately believed that it was Esau standing in front of him despite the strange phenomenon of him sounding like Yaakov and feeling like Esau, but ultimately he realized that whoever is standing in front of him is a great person, and him thinking it's Esau, he was filled with joy, filled with Simcha, and gave him the Racha. An amazing idea that Simcha, in order to experience Kedusha, one has to try and achieve a proper level of Simcha, because only then Kedusha can properly take place. Those those are some of the thoughts of the Pasha. Um, Have a great week, everyone, and hopefully tune in next week as well.